This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, you have returned to me as a swarm of flying robo-bees. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold right here on the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv slash gold. And right now we are getting into nanobots. And this is so that you can tell all your friends, your relatives, no, no mom and dad, no son and daughter. This is true. Folks, we just went into uh, what the author was talking about with the nanobots, like curing you when you're sick or helping you transmit your thoughts to a wireless cloud. It says right here, nano as a term is no longer perceived as special. We got used to small devices and artificial intelligence in our daily life. Yes, folks, what does that mean? That means that it has been normalized it has been humanized through people like joe rogan jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel and others as i have demonstrated to you right here on this show it says tech has developed significantly and so have potential applications of these microscopic machines Futurist and Google Director of Engineering, our friend Ray Kurzweil, is an avid predictor of future events. As we've said, he is no predictor of anything. He's helping build these technologies. Therefore, he's not predicting anything. He's just telling you what he's doing. Uh, And Kurzweil claims to have a fairly high accuracy rate. He is one of the biggest proponents of the notion that nanobots will be streaming through our blood in the near future. The science surrounding this prediction may not be that far off from our modern technology. Oh, what is this, folks? Let's continue. This is a section, nanobots injected into your bloodstream. According to IFL Science, data robots are already being tested in animals to seek out and destroy cancer cells. These programmed strands of DNA have the capability to move through the bloodstream and injecting blood clotting drugs into blood vessels around tumors, cutting off their blood supply. Okay? Okay? Again, folks, you're not crazy. This stuff is out there. If human trials go forward... These tiny robots could be revolutionary in treating cancer and in other cell research. And you know what will happen? The people that you warned not to get the jab, who you told them they might be putting nanobots in your body, said, you're crazy, you're a conspiracy theorist, they would do nothing of the sort, that technology doesn't exist, you watch too much sci-fi. But then if you showed them this article and you go, hey, they want to inject nanobots in you to cure your cancer, they would go, wow, these people are geniuses, I love them. Okay, let's continue. There are still a large number of hurdles to overcome. However, before injected nanorobots would be able to surpass current forms of treatment. 
Cancer detection and treatment is one thing, but tiny nanobots could be big players in the future of medicine for other reasons. Researchers, excuse me, researchers believe that nanobots could soon deliver drugs to humans with a high degree of accuracy, according to New Atlas. This would allow for delivery of micro dosages right where the patient needs them and could help prevent harmful side effects. So this goes on, folks, to talk about the nanorobots. I'm not kidding. It says right here. I'm going to skip past this because we can do a more in-depth show on this or you can look it up yourself at interestingengineering.com. What is nanotechnology? Nanotechnology is more than just technology for sci-fi villains. It is a burgeoning field melding engineering and science. Nanorobotics refers to the emerging field of designing and building robots whose components are near the scale of a nanometer or ranging in size from 0.1 to 10 micrometers and made of nanoscale or molecular components okay and so let's go to this section here nanotechnology and the future this author does a good job there's a lot of useful information in here if you want to learn about the science behind this based on all of this a host of very real challenges are still ahead of us and before we can start using nanorobots additional development is necessary some researchers predict that it will take around 10 years to surmount these challenges and to begin using nanobots for some types of surgery however others are not sure that this is the best use of limited healthcare money that doesn't matter money is endless robot assisted surgery is already more expensive than traditional methods and nanorobotics is likely to be equally as expensive at least in the short term to uh to medium term as for kurzweil he is convinced that nanotechnology holds out the promise of someday merging humans and technology in 2009 he told Kurzweil told in Gadget, quote, the scenario that I have is that we will send medical nanorobots into our bloodstream. One application of these medical nanorobots will be to extend our immune systems. These robots will also go into the brain and provide virtual and augmented reality from within the nervous system rather than from devices attached to the outside of our bodies. The most important application of the medical nanorobots is that we will connect the top layers of our neocortex to synthetic neocortex in the cloud. So for those of you who never listened to the first three episodes of this show, that was Kurzweil, who I reference all the time. Okay, the author goes on to ask, if nanobot uh, injection becomes an option, will you volunteer to take the first steps to becoming a cyborg? Are you open to this kind of change? And folks, there are many, many, many people out there that I've seen on YouTube and other comment sections that will gladly do it. Now, you say to yourself, Okay, but what's all that, Dustin? And so we go over here to Inc.com, right? But but I just showed you. So nanorobots are real. And there's plenty of articles even more in-depth than I just showed you that prove that. So now you have Inc.com. Let's tie it right back to Peter Thiel again. How Peter Thiel is trying to save the world. These startups are trying to beat Alzheimer's, cure viral diseases, and kill tumors with gold. One common thread... Funding from Peter Thiel. Okay, and this article goes on to talk about using nanotechnology. Let me see real quick if I can pull this up. Using nanotechnology. 
I just went down here for years, uh, but I was scrolling code for a robotic biochemistry lab that would run experiments radically faster than had ever uh, been possible. They were about to file their first patent applications for, quote, bioorganic nanotechnology, end quote. The theoretical basis of a novel class of drugs that would, they believed, yield a cure for AIDS and other persistent viral infections. Okay, so this article goes into nanotechnology that Peter Thiel is involved with funding, folks. Here's a little clip because I don't want to go through the whole article. Lately, however, he had begun feeling that the appointment of venture capital in Silicon Valley was out of whack, with too much of it going to software companies, the likes uh, like the ones that made him rich, and not enough to startups tackling naughty scientific challenges. Using robots and nanotechnology to cure AIDS was just the sort of audacious, potentially world-changing idea he wanted to fuel. And then we go down even further over here to other breakout companies. Breakout is Peter Thiel, one of his startup firms, are working on ways to flash freeze organs for better transplantation outcomes, kill tumors with gold nanoparticles, and grow meat and leather from cultured animal cells. And that's modern meadow that we just talked about. So, folks, it's here. It's all here. Everything that I have shown you, I've mentioned, it's all real, it's all here. Those happen to be the things that I just brushed over during other episodes that I wanted to swing back and just give you a little bit of meat so that, um, so that you knew about it. And here, I want to clarify one more thing um, that we had talked about and I mentioned, but I never actually showed you here. So... This is a company called Clearview AI. Glasses with facial recognition are here and the Air Force is buying, okay? Clearview AI, the facial recognition company, backed by Facebook and Palantir investor Peter Thiel, has been contracted to research the use of augmented reality glasses combined with facial recognition for the U.S. Air Force. And this article is from February 20. 22 in Forbes. It's a technology that had many privacy activists concerned when it was first proposed by the company, as revealed in New York Times article in 2020, which analyzed the startup's code and found it was designed to work with glasses. Clearview had already raised arms in harvesting billions of images of people's faces from social media sites like Facebook, creating a massive database for law enforcement and private buyers to identify individuals. Okay, this is Big Brother on steroids. Do you understand that? The contract with the Air Force is just for $50,000 and promises to help protect airfields with augmented reality facial recognition glasses. From the contracting records first highlighted by Jack Paulson from Technology Industry Accountability Nonprofit Tech Inquiry, there's little more information on just how many pairs of glasses will be provided or how they will be used. Okay, if it's for $50,000, that means Clearview already has these. And so what Clearview AI does, and <clears throat> they've been working with local, state, and federal police, they have the ability to 
scan your face with a phone or let's say through these glasses they're developing and then that pulls up all your records from across the internet and they literally can pull a profile on you right from scanning your face face in real time folks but here's the kicker here's the kicker while that is going on peter thiel and this is an article from october 2021 just a few months before that Clearview contract with the Air Force. Yet, remember, Clearview was already in development and Thiel's money was already behind it. This article says, Palantir's Peter Thiel thinks people should be concerned about surveillance AI. Well, of course they should, you psychopathic nutcase, because you're the one building it, you're the one funding it, and you're the one supplying it to the United States government. This article says right here, Tech billionaire Peter Thiel believes that people should be more worried about, quote, surveillance AI, end quote, rather than artificial general intelligence, which are hypothetical AI systems with superhuman abilities. Okay, he's invested in artificial general intelligence, and he's invested in surveillance AI, yet he's going to warn you about surveillance ai the nerve of this man folks when we get back let's answer some questions for you ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you're listening to pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this special Friday, Saturday edition of the Dustin Gold Standard with me, Dustin Gold, right here on Ping.TV slash gold. And ladies and gentlemen, I was just showing you here, right? So Peter Thiel has the nerve at the end of 2021 to go out and warn people warn people against the dangers of surveillance artificial intelligence while at the same time he is building big brother for the united states government with his companies like palantir his companies like clearview ai that literally can scan your face from an amazon ring and pull up your entire profile uh, on the internet by connecting all the dots, all the breadcrumbs, the whole digital footprint that you leave behind on the internet, Peter can pull it up just off your facial scan, and he has the nerve to warn us about surveillance AI. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just go a little bit further with this, okay? I want to just show you, and I've got an article up on the screen from Vox. I'm not going to go into detail on this, but this was an article about Palantir, and I've told you about Palantir, okay? Peter Thiel's Palantir was started with CIA and QTEL money. That is a fact admitted to public record. And Palantir has contracts with, like, pretty much every government agency, including the IRS, including, you know, the CDC, uh, Homeland Security, I mean, you name it, he's in there. And it says right here, this article actually is from 2020. And at that time, it said, Thiel has about 
billion dollars, billion with a B, in federal government contracts alone, including recently with Space Force and the Navy. Okay, yeah, under Trump, he got a contract with Space Force. He got a contract with Department of Homeland Security to build the digital wall. That's why we never got our physical wall, to build the digital wall, which was just more surveillance. It doesn't it hasn't stopped anything. We're going to talk about that, I believe, on Monday. I'm filling in for Commander Moore over at the Thomas Paine Podcast, and we're going to get into the border. I used to cover the border and immigration extensively, so you're going to see me in a little bit different mode than I normally am over here with the technocracy and transhumanists, which is my passion along with the border. So uh, $1.5 billion alone. And under Trump, he also got a contract with the IRS. He got a contract with CDC, Health and Human Services, all on data tracking um, with COVID and stuff. And we're going to get into that in, uh, I think I'm going to do a one-hour show for you tomorrow for a Saturday-Sunday show and finish up on that data that I have collected because I want to clear my desk of it. But let me just show you, now that you see here, $1.5 billion for Palantir in government contracts. And remember, Palantir was started with NQTEL CIA money. So it's Peter Thiel acting as the private part of the public-private sector, being started with public money, the CIA, and then starting the company and then getting all of these public contracts in partnership with the government. Folks, it's the government. It's all the government. That's all it ever is. Peter Thiel is the government. Now, I started off with a list at the beginning of the show showing you that Peter Thiel is this walking contradiction. And now I want to show you just a few examples of this, okay? Here's an article in the New York Times And this article was written on February, in February 2022. And it says right here, Peter Thiel to exit Meta's board, that's Facebook, to support Trump-aligned candidates. Now, there's a whole backstory to Peter Thiel and his original investment in Facebook. And then Thiel's a libertarian conservative, right, right. A libertarian building prison planet technology for the government. And so... There's this backstory that he's kind of like feuding with Mark Zuckerberg, and so they had this public spat, and now he's going to step down to go support Trump-backed candidates. So this didn't just start here in 2022. Peter Thiel backed Donald Trump going back to 2015 at the beginning of Trump's run for the presidency. He was on Trump's like transition steering committee. And so it says right here, tech billionaire who has been on the board of the company of Facebook, formerly known as Facebook, since 2005 is backing numerous politicians in the midterm elections. By the way, some of these guys actually work for Thiel's companies, okay? But now they're these MAGA guys. MAGA technocratic transhumanist. But now that we know that Jared Kushner is a transhumanist, I mean, I guess you can't blame Thiel. Peter Thiel, one of the longest serving board members of Meta, parent company of Facebook, plans to step down, the company said on Monday. Blah, 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 blah. Thiel uh, is backing candidates who support the agenda of former President Donald Trump. Over the last year, Thiel has spent $2.6 billion I was said to be worth $2.6 billion, has become one of the Republican Party's largest donors. He gave $10 million each last year to the campaigns of two protégés, Blake Masters, who's running for Senate seat in Arizona, and J.D. Vance, who's running for Senate in Ohio. Both of those guys work for him. 
Okay, so are they MAGA candidates? I mean, would you consider after every single thing that we talked about over the last several episodes that Peter Thiel seems like MAGA to you, making America great again? Or does he seem like making the prison planet great again? Or making humans not humans again? Or making technocracy awesome again? Uh, Or as Trump once said, MAGA is Microsoft, Apple, Google and Amazon. So that's probably the MAGA that Peter Thiel allies with. Now, I wanted to show you this, is that as Peter uh, Peter Thiel professes to be some sort of a MAGA-type guy, he also, folks, right here at BilderbergMeetings.org, you look at the steering committee, you have the co-chairs, right? Down here, Peter Thiel, president, Thiel Capital. And people would say, well, what is Bilderberg? For those of you who, that were, who were not paying attention prior to Donald Trump, Bilderberg is here at the highest levels of the, let's just read this from Politico, uh, left, left-wing uh, paper, but who cares? This is from 2009. The highest levels of the Obama administration are infested with members of a shadowly elitist cabal intent on installing a one-world government that subverts the will of the American people. Okay, so they're making fun of people like you and me for bringing up Bilderberg, right? But it goes on to say, because it's like the fact checkers, they always have to like bash the conspiracy theorists and then they admit the truth. So it goes on to talk about how the group, which takes its name from the Dutch Hotel, where it held its first meeting in 1954, exists solely to bring together between 100 and 150 titans of politics, finance, military, industry, academia, and media from North America and Western Europe once a year to discuss world affairs. Okay, then it goes on to say, let me see where it is. It goes on to talk about, oh, right here. So first they spend part of the article bashing conspiracy theorists at the time, like Ron Paul or Alex Jones types, for bringing up the secrecy of Bilderberg. But then in the article itself, it says, Bilderberg meetings are closed to the press. Participants are asked not to publicly discuss the proceedings, and the attendee list is only occasionally released. As a result, the group has come to be viewed as more... Uh, publicity-shy cousin to the Trilateral Commission and Council on Foreign Relations, other influential international think tanks that are staples of fringe group conversation. Right, so it's fringe of you and me to question things like Bilderberg, Trilateral Commission, and Council on Foreign Relations, where the top 150 titans from military to business meet secretly in a room and tell their attendees that they're not allowed to share the information and no press is allowed in. Because, you know, heads of state are supposed to be meeting in secret with business leaders and military behind closed doors when their constituents and the citizens of the respective nations that they look out for uh, aren't allowed to hear what they're talking about right that's probably why they have world economic forum because they do that one publicly right out in the open on youtube okay again we went over do not pay.com that is the robot lawyer that peter thiel is backing it is run by joshua browder joshua browder's father is bill browder of the magnitsky act fame okay and so at the same time peter thiel is running 
do not pay.com the robot lawyer i found this piece on blakemasters.tumblr.com that's one of the guys that's running for office and that Thiel is backing as a maga candidate right and so this is sort of a conference they put on and a question from the audience was how important is empathy in law they're talking about law human rights watch just released a report about fully autonomous robot military drones that actually make all the targeting decisions that humans are currently making okay that's right out of lars butler 42 reasons for killer robots that we read yesterday this seems like a pretty omnibus development. Thiel says, briefly recapping my thesis here and should help us approach this question. My general bias is pro-computer, pro-artificial intelligence, and pro-transparency with reservations here and there. In the main, our legal system deviates from a rational system, not in a super rational way. Empathy leading to otherwise unobtain, uh, uh, unobtainable truth, but rather in subrational way where people are angry and act unjustly. If you could have a system with zero empathy, but also zero hate, that would probably be a large improvement over the status quo. And this goes on. Theo actually talks about transforming the legal system into basically being run by AI and robots. So on one hand, he has this do not pay robot lawyer company that's supposed to help you fight the man. At the same time, he wants to make the whole system robots so that what are you fighting? You're going to fight the robot. He's going to have a robot that's going to fight the robot or eventually have a human that's going to fight the robot. And then at the same time, again, that he's supposedly helping you fight the man palantir as i've showed you is in bed with the irs under a 99 million dollar seven-year contract it received from the trump administration and again i don't want to repeat this but i will palantir was started with cia money for the purpose of tracking down terrorists through their financial transactions and now palantir is working with the united states government to track you down via financial transactions combined with social media posts combined with um phone records and such so he's helping you fight the man while he works for the man and the man pays him the man butters his bread so who is he trying to help you with his little nonprofit or the man okay that's why i said do not upload your data to do not pay.com okay now again i'm going to show you i mentioned it earlier in the show Peter Thiel, five best investments, Spotify. Peter Thiel is invested in Spotify. He came in early in Spotify. Right here, I got up on the screen. Former Trump, uh, Nunez uh, aide lands top legal job at the Rumble platform. And this article will go on to explain to you that Rumble, backed by conservative lawyers turned entrepreneurs, Peter Thiel and J.D. Vance. J.D. Vance is one of the guys that Thiel is backing as a MAGA candidate. But the big thing is Peter Thiel is behind Rumble. So Peter's behind Rumble. He's behind Spotify. Rogan gets in this public battle with Spotify. Thiel says, come over to Rumble, making it look like it was a Thiel pulling him away from Spotify. But in fact, Peter Thiel was behind Rumble both companies i told you this guy is a walking contradiction all right 
Also, I Dan Bongino is behind Rumble, but that's not part of this. Okay, and if anyone wants to ever see this, you can look up online at SEC, uh, sec.gov. This is actually the pitch packet, the prospectus for investors on Rumble. I'm not going to go through this because it's too long and it really brings me in a thousand different directions. Now, let's look at this. I mentioned to you, Elon Musk, right? His brain chip company, Neuralink. Well, who was behind that? Right here. Neuralink has raised $205 million from investors, including Google Ventures, Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, and OpenAI, blah, blah, blah. But we went over that in the Musk show. I showed you Peter Thiel being behind Neuralink. Now, here you go. Thiel hedging its bets. Peter Thiel, backed psychedelics firm, buys majority of brain control interface firm. I told you that this guy's behind psychedelic mushrooms, but that's for a different show. But he's behind psychedelic mushrooms also. And then ATAI Life Sciences, a biosciences company backed by venture capitalists and freedom-loving billionaire, freedom-loving. <laughs> Peter Thiel, that specializes in experimental treatment of mental disorders with psychedelic drugs has brought out a has bought out a majority stake in a company working to meld the mind with machines per cnbc the berlin-based atai has purchased a controlling percentage of pfizer one of several firms working on brain computer interface technology that could theoretically one day allow humans to plug themselves into a smart toaster okay so he's behind Neuralink. Now he's also behind this company. And then right here, we've got in CNBC, Peter Thiel is backing a rival to Elon Musk brain implant company. The early Facebook investor has backed the firm called BlackRock Neurotech in a $10 million financing round. And BlackRock Neurotech is building a brain interface. So he's involved with at least three brain interface companies. So I told you, this guy basically hedges his bets everywhere. He's behind everything. Strange? No, not necessarily for an investor, but I'm showing you where he contradicts himself publicly all the time, and then on top of it, he's behind all these different companies. And so it brings us back to where I was saying he blasts companies publicly that he's invested in, or he blasts the technology almost to distance himself from it. At the same time, he backs companies that are competitors to other companies he's invested in and when they write these articles generally they don't tell you they should have said in that article peter thiel back competitor to neuralink while he's invested in neuralink peter thiel says hey rogan leave spotify come to rumble while he's invested in spotify but they don't do that folks and this is why i told you this guy is like a walking contradiction nothing about peter thiel really makes sense other than the fact that he's a some kind of a crony corporatist uh some sort of a, a vulture capitalist type but this guy's dangerous because he's invested in and he's building and he's sucking kids out of college to work on the prison planet 
technologies. And as we showed you yesterday, he had said straight up, straight up, that Christianity and transhumanism are very similar, and there's only small metaphysical differences. Because this man believes he is God, and based on the research we did today, all of the companies he is involved in, maybe he is God. I'm kidding. He's the furthest thing from God. This guy might actually be the Antichrist. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow I'm going to pop on for an hour, and I'm going to finish up this company 28 that Peter Thiel is behind. That is the TikTok influencer who claims to be anti-COVID. And I am going to show you in detail all of the COVID-related contact tracing, mRNA, and digital passport companies that Peter Thiel is behind and the government contracts he has to build and is building this COVID technology while purporting to be backing someone who is anti-COVID prison planet. Peter Thiel is a liar. He may be the Antichrist. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and thank you for tuning in to this Friday, Saturday special edition right here on pain.tv slash gold. Come and join us over there, folks. It's worth a few bucks a month. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful evening. The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.tv. Join the discussion at Ping.tv slash gold.